On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone jars were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine, after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Be seated. Thanks, Vicki. God's grace and peace and love, abundant today. Be with you, amen. I don't know how to pray the rosary, but I know there's something meaningful for Catholics to have Mary as their intercessor of prayer. I am beginning to understand the connection more clearly, though, as I heard the details of Mary's story, especially over this last Advent, in the Gospel of Luke. She was given a life-changing, incomprehensible calling as a teenager. And she had to trust that the next thing would be revealed outside of herself to affirm that this plan to birth and mother the Son of God was real and true. And as much as the birth stories in Luke affirm and acknowledge Mary's role in the life of the church, I think it's this story in John's gospel that seals Mary as intercessor for me, or as I would like to call her, the nudger. Mary is only mentioned twice in the gospel of John, here at the beginning at the wedding of Cana, and then again at the cross as she witnesses her son's torture and death. And she is never named. She is only called the mother of Jesus. And so a wide community is tending a wedding 
in a village called Cana, and it includes Jesus and his mom. The wine runs out, and Mary senses the awkwardness and the scarcity of the moment and speaks it to Jesus. Jesus, however, does not seem as concerned with the empty wine glasses. And I think his reply sounds a little bit sassy and terse. What concern is this of me and you? My hour has not come. Mary, the mom, feels differently. We don't get to hear if she replied to Jesus. But can you imagine the look? (laughs) The tilt of the head, the focus eye stare, locked in on her son that conveys, get moving, show up. This is business of yours and mine to care about. And so Jesus acts. Empty vessels get filled to the brim with water, which then gets turned into the best wine. The party continues. Jesus' ministry in this gospel begins with the nudge of his mother, and the cup overflows. And John tells us Jesus' glory was revealed, and his disciples believed When I was on retreat this summer in Gloucester, Massachusetts over my sabbatical, each day I talked to Sister Janelle, who was assigned to me as my spiritual director, the only person that I could talk to for the entirety of the week. And I told her about a prayer that I had been praying for a really long time, and nothing was happening. I could see no evidence of progress. So I asked her if she would pray for me. Her answer, yes, Beth. And I will ask God to move it along. (laughs) Now, honestly, I don't know if she winked when she responded to me, but how interesting that she saw her role as the one to nudge God to get moving almost to confirm for me that this prayer that I had been praying was worthy business for God to get involved in. Kristen, I know you will share more about your story, especially your call story, how you moved from assistant budget commissioner at the state of Minnesota to move ahead to pursue seminary, a master of divinity, so you could become a pastor. And you shared with me in the call committee that there was a moment where you felt that nudge, you felt that call, when engaged with state government decisions to cut general assistance, you realized that that was a concern for you, and you needed to be in a role where your voice could speak, where you would advocate on the behalf of the needs of others. And so an empty vessel at that time has now been filled with the best wine as you embarked on being called here at Mount Olivet Lutheran Church of Plymouth as our next associate pastors. 
the futures, yours and ours in the community, intersecting to unite community together. Tomorrow marks the day when we remember the prophetic leadership of Martin Luther King Jr. King clearly responded to Jesus' question, what concern is this to you and me of racial equity? King was clearly called to act, to speak, to push along the spirit of God, to awaken a country of systemic racism, to empower the common folk to trust that a dream and a reality of equality is a matter of God. But being a nudger can be risky. How possibly could Sister Janelle know if God would respond in some way to my prayer? Kristen, you had to leave a successful career that you had built with your hard work, with ample pay, to venture to something else, to new work in the church. And King, as we know, was killed for his prophetic words and his actions. But all three of these people couldn't miss the call to act because they somehow trusted that God was so involved in this world and it was God who was the one who would make an empty vessel overflow. Now, of course, we are not Jesus. There is no way we can take water and make it wine. But if you are willing, you can nudge and you can push people along because of a hunch, trusting that from nothing can come something. And when God gets involved, the best can spill over for the sake of community. Now the good news in this story is we are never short of empty vessels. And even as Lutherans, we can look to Mary, the mother, as the one to intercede, to nudge the living God to act, to get it going, because God loves the world that much. And I think, too, we need to hear that God is interested in going over the top, even as something as basic as a wedding. That God is interested in the gathering of people centered in joy because that is where human and divine will mix. So today, thanks be to God for Mary, the mother of Jesus, and for mother-like love enough to get things going, for the call that each of us has to act within the human life that we have been given in the unique way that we have been called for the sake of others and for God's lavish abundance to flow even here in the dailiness of this life. Amen.